Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Tanner Talk Soccer Podcast. In this episode, I will be discussing a kid who has returned to Manchester but the opposite side of the spectrum in the red side of Manchester, Jadon Sancho, former Manchester City player, now Manchester United player. I will be joined by a caller later and we are going to analyze this deeply because it's just not as simple as you think. I'm going to give my simple opinion. Manchester United got a good player in Jadon Sancho. And on the surface, that can never be a bad thing. He's a good player. We can analyze the fee. We can analyze how good he is because I'm sure a lot of people are going to have contradictory opinions here. So people are going to say, okay, Sancho is better than this guy. Sancho is this good. Sancho is that good. But I I just believe if you know football, you will know Jadon Sancho is actually a really good footballer, irrespective of maybe if you think, oh, Sancho is 20% close to Mbappe. Sancho is... 50% 50% away from, I don't care. You get what I'm saying? These exact details, we're all going to uh, we're all going to disagree on these details. But I think what we can agree on is that he's actually a good player. And adding a good player to your squad is never a bad thing, okay? Now, Manchester United's track record of big signings, good players, big names in the past 7-8 years has been extremely poor. It has been extremely poor, actually. A lot of players have had moments, okay? Someone like Paul Popper, for example, he's had his moments, but his his consistency has been nowhere near that of a top player. Nowhere that nowhere near that of a player who was bought for 89 million. Nowhere near the level of a player who was once the most expensive player in this world. Nowhere near the level of a player who was rated amongst the absolute best footballers on the planet. We've seen Alexis Sanchez. We've seen Rademel Falcao. We've seen Angel Di Maria. The list goes on, actually. The likes of Fred, Maguire, and Aaron Wambisaka, the current guys at Manchester United, who all cost big bucks as well, and who also receive a lot of criticism, and who a lot of people don't even appreciate on all levels. These guys are actually some of the most successful big money signings Manchester United has made in the past decade or so. Think about it. This Fred, this Maguire, this uh, Erwan Bissaka that gets ticky a lot from fans or even opposition and stuff like that. These guys are actually some of the most successful big money signings that Manchester United has made in the past decade. And that that just paints the full picture because I'm not even going to come here and 
praise these guys too much. Fred has had his shortcomings. Maguire has had his shortcomings. Everyone has had their shortcomings. But this just this just to paint the picture as to how unsuccessful generally Manchester United has been with this signings. Because when you go all out for this kind of player, it has to bang. That is the aim. And once it doesn't bang, even though it's like not poor but average, then it's 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 poor because you're bringing in a player with of that price to have that world-class impact. You're bringing in a player of that price, of that magnitude, of that status to actually perform at the highest level, not just be average. So, of course, I'm going to discuss with Jadon Sancho. Is this going to be repeats or something else? Is Jadon Sancho just going to give us the same old, old tale of a Manchester United winger, a winger who prior to joining the club was doing well, was doing okay, and joins the club and can't find the back of the net to save his life? Is this what it's going to be with Jadon Sancho? And I am joined by Wisdom to discuss this. Okay, Wisdom, thank you for joining us. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Okay, so Manchester United spent big quid again on another footballer this time around, a winger. I think uh, if I've been listening correctly to the cries of Manchester United fans, I think a winger is <laughs> yeah. one of the things they they wanted so yeah a winger finally so what are your thoughts on this um it's been a problem that you know we've been asking to be solved for so so many years i mean that right wing that's crying out for a decent winger for so many years uh the last time we probably had someone um that looked like an actual winger was the maria i think and then, you know, since then, we've been using different people who are not actually wingers on that wing. We've been using the likes of uh, Mata, who is not really a winger. We've been using the likes mm-hmm. of um, even Lingard at some point. You know, yeah. we, we had Lingard playing at the right, on the right wing at mm-hmm. some point. So, there's been a lot of chopping and changing. Um, but yeah, finally, they've got someone that, you know, my United fans have been crying out for since last season. So, yeah, I think uh, it's I don't know any my United fan that is actually excited about signing at long last. Uh, I've not seen any one of any one of us that is not actually excited. So I think it's a good sign. Okay, so now there's a there's a big elephant in the room, and that elephant is not Sancho's uh, ability, but it is Manchester yeah. United's ability. To actually get these yeah. good players, these big players, these big name players, big money players, uh, to perform when they come to the club, it's it's been same old, same old. Like if you look at Manchester United now, uh, I said earlier that the players like Maguire, Fred, Erwan Bissaka, these players who actually receive a lot of stick, uh, like to be fair, like I don't think they've done badly, if I'm being honest, but like. They are always in the spotlight, Harry Maguire especially, Fred as well, you get. Like, they are always, like, uh, mixed reactions from their performances. Maybe today is, like, okay, yeah. all love. Tomorrow is, like, this guy is crap, this guy is rubbish, you know? And it's crazy that these guys, if you actually think about it, these are some of Manchester United's most successful big money signings in the past decade. Like, who? Like, if you think about it, big name, big money signings. Maguire... Max, um, not Max Tomini, oh my goodness, uh, Maguire, uh, Fred, and Aaron Wan Bissaka, you know. Yeah, and if you think about that, these guys haven't exactly been world class, or you get what I'm saying, like, and this, and this just in, in the case of okay, go on, yeah, 
Go on, go on. In the case of who? Um, I wanted to say, like, in the case of Wan Bissaka, I, I don't think it's it's been, let's say, Wan Bissaka and Maguire now. I don't think the the perception of people, or let me say, the reaction and the criticism have been uh, the same level with the likes of Fred now. I think Wan Bissaka, well, at least for my United fans anyway, mm. let's 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 block out rival okay. <laughs> no criticisms for now. Okay. Well, for my United fans, I think you know Wan Bissaka. Apart from the fact that okay, yes, we've been crying out that okay, he needs some competition because we know he's actually deficient when it comes to the attacking side. I know, but extremely. I think generally forgot, we accept that extremely. Okay, we actually have one of the best defensive, uh, defensive you know, uh, uh, right fullbacks you know in the world. At, yeah, I he is. Generally, we are, we one of the best tacklers. Yeah, in the game. One of yeah, the best tacklers. Yeah, one on one tackler. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, so I, like. I get your point anyway about the big money signing. So, how do you feel about this? Like, you know, you know, like football, like we're a bit superstitious, to be honest. Like, I go into a season yeah. feeling Manchester United won't succeed. Uh, or like when Manchester United go on like these good runs, these only unbeaten runs that he always goes on. Yeah, I just know that you'll come back down. And it's not because, like, to be fair, it's not because in that period they're not playing fantastic football. Actually, like, since Ole has taken yeah. over, there are a lot of periods where, to be fair, they've almost been, like, playing the best football in the world. Maybe, you know. Like, it's so free-flowing sometimes. Manchester United is scoring for, for you know, you got those, yeah. those spells where they go on, like, nice runs. But I always know, like, it's going to end. They're also going to have bad runs soon. Like, it's just not going to translate to anything. And it's yeah. nothing really. It's, there's no reason exactly. If I'm being honest, the team is playing well at that moment. And, like, why should I expect to stop? But, like, you know that kind of thing. Because you've seen it before. Yeah, I understand. So, with My Sancho... Fans also, I think most of us always expect, you know, that to happen eventually. Because I think we've just sort of developed that doubt, you know, over mm-hmm. the years. Because... Especially since only took over anyway with our disappointment in the semi-finals. You know, when he actually comes down to it, you know, those players fail to they, they fail to go all the way. You know, so with Sancho, how United will it be? With Sancho, That's the point of this because as I as I referred in the past, I saw the likes of Paul, someone like Paul Pogba, for example. Now he's another player who massively yeah. divides opinion. I'm a big Paul Pogba fan, like big, 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 big. Anyone who listens yeah. to my platform knows that. But if I'm being honest, if I'm rating Popoba, he's just another, what should I say, very talented guy, but he has just not been consistent enough. And consistency is just yeah. what makes you world-class, not ability. Like, world-class means you're you're very talented and you show this talent on a consistent basis. Popoba has absolutely failed to do this. Has he had good moments? Of course, absolutely. But, like, he has just not been a consistent player for Manchester United. This was a guy who was amongst the best, Not I'm not just going to say midfielders, rated amongst the best footballers in the world. World record signing. This was the guy whose potential was so big, you had all-time great midfielders. And myself included, Philip Popoba will be an all-time great midfielder. I went to battles for Popoba. I said he will, he, will, he will do way better than Neymar. I said these things. And I'm not shy to say them that I said that I said because that's actually how talented I see Popoba. Like he's he's absolutely gifted. So good. So like he has he has done nowhere near, like not even close to what he could do. Yeah, so okay, yeah, so we'd like so like we've even seen worse. <laughs> we've seen Alexis Sanchez, we've seen Falcao, we've like we've seen so many players who has just been like it's just been horrid, like absolutely horrid. So yeah. like so is this like what do you feel the case would be with Sancho? Another big money um, signing, but, you know? This time no piano video yeah. though, but like so what do you feel? <laughs> is is it going to be finally so. a big money signing that actually is going to be a Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. That is big money signing. You come in, 
and you perform on a on a top level consistently like you're meant to do okay so personally bar i think um with sancho is going to be a more more of something that we get to enjoy on the long term bar do you understand mm. because um despite his abilities i mean everyone knows uh, how talented this guy is um despite his abilities one thing we should not forget is that this guy is still 21 years old do you understand <laughs> it's and crazy actually yes i mean it's, it's crazy it's, yeah he's, he's just 21 he's had about three seasons where he's got, he's got double figure goals and assists. i think just last season he did get double figure goals he got about eight figures there about so you mean in the league, yeah, right? Not all competitions. Yeah, in, yeah, in the league. In the okay, because all competitions they got so, double figure goals in assists. Yeah, yeah. I was talking yeah. about in the league. I'm sure. Okay. So I mean, wh- when you look at all that, you might tend to forget that this guy is still 21. You start looking at him like, okay, this guy is already a finished product, or you get because of yeah. the numbers. Numbers are actually ridiculously good. But um, personally, uh, mainly because of all these things you mentioned, because of our track uh, track record, you know, with these big money signings, uh, especially. Um, the likes of Mkhitaryan now that we mm. got from Dortmund mm. also. Do you understand? Mkhitaryan was a good player. Dortmund, off the back of a very ridiculous season where he had the highest assist in Europe, if I'm not mistaken. That best number also. ten, best number so, ten on the planet that season. At, at that time, so you know, I'm I'm trying to manage my expectations uh-huh. actually, but I think on the long run, you know, he might not hit the ground running. Uh-huh. And when I say he might not hit the ground running, I'm not I'm not saying maybe love or he would not. You know, do very well. I think he will do very well. Um, I just think he's going to have a drop off, or he's not going to recreate, reproduce the same numbers he did in Bundesliga. Do you understand? And generally, you know, when when you are not able to match up to your previous record, there will be criticism. Falling off, yeah. But I think he's going to do well. But I don't think he will be able to reproduce those Bundesliga numbers right away. And you know, there there are a lot of factors for that. Firstly, it's, it's I would say what people call Bundesliga tax, and <laughs> I'm not going to put that in a derogatory way, but, yeah. but I just uh, okay, I okay, mean, the, okay. The, the way they played football there is different. Okay, uh, I saw one. There was one analysis. There was one analysis. <laughs> calm down, analysis calm down. Before. This is just okay. like saying, uh, if not for the fact that you were older than me, I would have said you were stupid. That kind of statement, saying yeah. I don't want to be derogatory, yeah. but then you're going ahead to. Say something derogatory. I yeah, just, I just thought the viewer should no, know it's that. Not, it's not, it's not derogatory actually. Um, I just use that derogatory term, but I'm not. I don't mean it in once, the way people. I, I know, but once, once someone gives a disclaimer, you know they are, they are, they are going right ahead to do that <laughs> thing. Yeah, always comes, but yeah. Like. <laughs> okay, yeah, I get that. Okay, but, but go anyway, on. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. like I said, I saw uh, one analyst analysis of various uh, top five leagues. I think that was two seasons ago, and it was just like. I think the person that made that analysis was trying to dispel the uh, myths that Premier League uh, fans say when they say um, the Premier League has the highest intensity, you know, the highest pressing, yeah. highest physical football, you get that kind of thing. So he made the analysis. I can't remember, I can't say or recall the factors or the uh, variables that he used now, but the summary of the analysis was basically that um, I think the highest pressing and the highest intensity came from the Bundesliga. Of course, the German. So basically, they, they, yeah, they played a very high line. You get most of the teams played a very high line because of the high pressing. So you know, it gives more space for attackers to do their stuff. You know, it gives more space for you to run in behind. So uh, it was like the weakest top five league defensively in terms of defense. Sure you get. So I think I, I, I like the factor that into my expectations for Sancho. Yes, he has produced 
uh, at least numbers over the years in the Bundesliga. But you know, I, I don't expect him to reproduce those same numbers. And I might be wrong though, because I was wrong in the case of Bruno. Bruno, I think, surprised me. I was trying to use that same logic for when Bruno came, saying he would not be able to reproduce his numbers. His insane, ridiculous goal scoring numbers. Yeah, luckily, luckily for Bruno. Yeah, but you know. He, he got to play yeah. a lot of penalties, I suppose. Yeah. Penal- oh, and he was already yeah. playing penalties there also. So I'm I trolling. didn't expect him to reach. I'm trolling. You know, I yeah. didn't expect him to reach to produce those numbers. So, um, I might be wrong, but like I said, I'm trying to manage my expectations this time. So, I don't think he will do bad at all. I think he's going to do well, more on the long run. So, um, but I'm, I'm really optimistic about it. As you said, crazy that he's only 21. And like the way football is right now, we're not treating young players like young players again. And it's very crazy. Now, yeah. this is for me now, this is like the most important segment of this episode. And I'll tell you why. Okay. As you said, he might not hit the ground running. And things like this yeah. happen a lot in football. And like not even only football, like sports yeah. in general. And, and right now, I'm not even finding the right football examples. But, like, in my head, I have, like, a lot of basketball examples. Like, a player comes to a team, okay? Like, a, a superstar, for example. But, like, he's, he's coming to a better team. So, like, there are also other other really good players there. So, he's not maybe pri- yeah. the primary ball handers, handler or something like that. Yeah. So, his statistics might drop. But with the way, like, he actually really elevates that team to be a championship yeah. caliber yeah. team. And yeah, it's overall, not like, over, yeah. yeah, overall. And it's not like he's, he's poorer. Like, it's just a change of, maybe, a change of roles. Like, there are so many examples. I'll give yeah. you an example. Someone like uh, Jorginho Vijnaldum now of Liverpool. Like, this might just be a very vague yeah. one. But, like, all his career, he's been playing. He played He's played on the right-hand side as a right-winger, as a 10. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. The deepest he was playing was just, like, as a really advanced eight, actually, you know? Like... He tore up the era DVC. Proper goal scoring midfielder. Like, it's not just people, yeah. okay, might be paying attention to him right now uh, because of the, the, the Dutch matches in the past, let me yeah, say, three years. Know. He's been he's been yeah. just scoring goals almost every game or once every two games. Like, crazy ratio for any player, even a striker. But he has done this all his career, apart from when in Liverpool. And when he came to Liverpool, it just seemed like he took another role. Like, I remember the first game he played against Arsenal at the Emirates. In that DM role. And I'm like, why is Klopp playing this guy here? Because I was excited why we planned Vinodomus. Like, <laughs> this guy was blazing at Newcastle. Running down like a yeah, blazing guy right. who was press resistant, could dribble, could score. So I was actually, that's why I was actually excited about the sign. And then he comes. But then the role was different and he really elevated our team. And I feel like I'm telling you now what it's meant to be when you're signing, when you're spending big money on a footballer like Jadon Sancho. Like, let's even forget yeah. like the stats and stuff like that. We fans will debate it. But in the dressing room, the coaches know. The thing is, at the end of the day, signing Jadon Sancho is yet another hefty investment made by Manchester United yeah. to become a championship contending side. Like, a championship winning yeah. side, to be fair. Manchester United has made tons of these signings, and a lot of them have been bad, like bad investments. It kills me in my heart when I hear Manchester United fans actually complain about investments. Yeah. To be fair, like, yes, you can complain, like, compl- you can complain about maybe the wrong signings. But some fans on Twitter yeah. just talk about not spending. That is a lie. Manchester United spends loads and loads yeah, and loads. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing. You know, of when money. people say this thing, it's just it's, it's rubbish. Just a normal fan reaction. <laughs> it's rubbish. And, it's just oh, a normal fan reaction. We are not spending yeah, again. Blah blah blah. Not spending enough. It's just yeah. That is that is rubbish. You know what I'm saying. So now, so at the end of the day, 
all these things should just be leading towards Manchester United actually doing what they are meant to do already because this team is actually good enough to compete. Like that's just my it's just like a lot yeah. of players in the squad yeah. underperform. Like if you look at the squad on paper and these players before they came to the club, like this is meant to be like since Mourinho's first season actually. Uh, this is meant to be a, 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 a Premier League contending side and they failed to contend since then. So the big question is this. It's not even a question. Like The expectation is, I have to tell you this, Sancho coming is yet another one again of these kind of players that, that has to take Manchester United to that level. So what do you think it's going to be? Now, the, this question is actually, I think, if you think about it, like I'm just, going, I'm just trying to guide you. Like It's actually like more of a question directed at Oli. You know, like... With this Sancho signing, what will Manchester United be? Where would they be? What are the? I told you what the expectations are, or what the expectations should be. But what are your own expectations? You know, these are what the expectations should be. What I've said already. You know, this is side spending an awful lot of cash, buying yet another world class footballer. This is what the expectations should be. But now, what are your own expectations actually? Or what do you demand? Um, What do you demand? I want you. I want to know your expectations, and then what you actually demand. Because your expectations can just be you, like your expectations can be too little, actually. Just you not wanting to hurt yourself as a fan, you know what I'm saying? So you just say, okay, another trophy less season. Okay, yeah. So expectations (laughs) and demands. Okay. Um, with just we're assuming uh, based on just intro alone, right? Uh, Let's say no other signings coming. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. Yeah. Okay. So with with just Sancho, I think the demands should be the same thing. Uh, same thing we demanded last year, which is actually compete, not just you know finish second and now of uh, the first position. I think we should actually be able to give a proper push. Yeah, you understand a proper push for the league title, mm-hmm. a proper push. Uh, even if you are finishing third, but you know, yeah, be in it, be, let, have let a title be, race. Yeah, exactly. You know, till the end, it's not something where you you already know that okay, this person, these people have already won the title and you just try to secure second uh, second place or. Champions League qualification or something like that. So yeah, I think the proper push for the title and a, a, a trophy, you know, at very least. Mm. Um, not, like not, any. not a major trophy, by the way. Not any. a major trophy, yes. Any. Yes. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why I, I don't expect a major trophy. I think if we are uh, working off the assumption that we are just breaking standards, then you know, we have not really fixed uh, our most important problem. Right now, is this your expectations or demand? No expectations. Now. Okay, okay. Expectations. Though. Okay. Expectations. Just my expectations. Proper push for the league title, and just one trophy. You know, even if it's the FA Cup, not not a major trophy. Now, when I say major trophy, I mean the Premier League Champions, or the yeah. Champions League. Yeah. So any trophy now, I'm saying the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup. You understand? Just one of them. I think that's my expectation based on. And the reason why I, I'm saying that is because I think even without Sancho coming in, the squad we, we have or we had uh, we had last season was good enough to win one of those. You yeah. understand? So it's not it's not a case of it's just because Sancho is coming in now. I think the squad we have has been good enough to win one of those small trophies. But you know, I don't um, I don't blame only for it or let's say I, I don't give him too much stick for it mm. because. I can actually see the progress, you know, generally. And yes, there's progress. Like there's progress. That can be denied. So, <laughs> so um, this is in my expectations. I think my expectations and demands are actually similar. Um, proper push for the title. And, um, you know, a trophy might not be a major one. I, I don't think the football gods 
honestly allow us to win the middle trophy with McTominay and Fred in midfield. I think it should be a slap. <laughs> but if you understand, it's just like. Don't you think, like, why do you think Ole really fancies them? Because it's clear he does. It's clear he does. So, yeah. what, I, I like, think, you know, sometimes just, you have to try to start saying what the manager sees in certain players. You get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. if he if he persists mm-hmm. on using them, so what does he see? What do you feel? Okay, see, the, the way I see, I think it's just a case of what he has, but because mm. we actually saw, if you remember, um, post lockdown mm-hmm. last, even okay, from the start of the Premier League season, the last uh, season, it wasn't exactly using them so often. It was only deploying them in the big games. Do you understand? In the games where he wanted to, like, uh, you obviously knew what Poli was. For. It wasn't interested in keeping possession. He just wanted to, you know, break your play down and hit you on the transition. But, yeah. but you know, because uh, we start after restarting the Premier League, we mm-hmm. had the match Pogba Bruno midfield that was really really successful. You know, we started winning four 0 three 0 during that amazing run we had after the restart. So yeah. going into the next season, uh, we thought that was going to be our first choice midfield as well. You know, because. Uh, since it worked so well. And then I think the first game of this season, uh, you know, there was no preseason anyway. We all know the circumstances we are uh, going into this season. So, um, I think the first game, we started with the same Matic, Pogba, Bruno, if I'm not mistaken. And that was where, you know, we, we didn't start the season well, if you remember. We, had, we lost the first game. Um, we won the next game, I think, very lucky against Brighton, if I'm not mistaken. Then we got battered by um, Tottenham at the beginning of the season, 6-1. Yes. Yeah, it was 6-1. And then from there, you know, that uh, that was when Pogba, um, he just recovered from COVID. So, you know, his performances were really poor at that time. And he, it was very obvious that he got rushed back in too early. And, you know, he had to just give him a break. So from there, only reverted back to Mark Fred. You understand? So I think it was just something born out of necessity more than anything where in a bad going through a bad spell uh conceding too many goals especially after this first game so he just went back to that from that that setup that okay it's more defensive and not really necessarily controlling the game just more defensive and you know he started using McTominay Fred once again uh Pogba started coming off the bench and then he got injured yeah. again then towards the end of the season he didn't want to sacrifice that defensive solidity so he ended up deploying Pogba on the wings do you understand? Mm-hmm. So, honestly, I think I think most most times we've just been out of necessity to get because um, I, I do I, I would like to think that only himself doesn't enjoy doesn't really enjoy, it, but it's just something he, he has to do sometimes. Most fans sometimes we complain about it. He has to complain, but we we know Matic is not the same person he used to be. Yeah. You know, although I would like him to get more minutes, maybe sometimes. Yeah, like his match is actually not bad. He's actually a slick, slick guy. Yeah, he isn't. He isn't. He isn't at all. towards the end of the season, um, some of those Europa games when he came on, he really did well. He really did well. I mean, mm-hmm. we saw that okay, there's still a player in here, but it was just quite obvious that uh, I think we preferred Mark Fred combination. Okay. So, like, uh, yeah, go on, yeah. go on, go on. Now, I wanted to just take it back to my point where I said I don't think we'll be able to win uh, a major trophy with those two in midfield. And it's it, the, the reason why I said that is simple. With those two, you know, you, you don't get to really sustain attacks. You don't get to keep the ball enough to be able to keep sustaining attacks because they're going to give it away. 
they, they, are, they, are, uh, they excel more off the ball rather than on the ball. I mean, we all know that every Man United fan that watches them, we know that their, their usefulness comes when, you know, they are chasing the ball around, you know, trying to win the ball from the opponent. When you give them the ball to, to build something, to progress the ball, especially McTominay, when it comes to progression, they don't really excel. And a top team, uh, you know, top teams have to keep the ball. They have to keep sustaining attacks. They don't just sit and wait to, you know, yes. attack on the transition. That's just the way, over a long period of, uh, in some setting games, it can be useful. But, you know, over a long uh, a season where you play 50, 60 games, you can't just look to transition every time if you want to actually win something tangible. You, know, you have to be able to control most of your games, you know, build sustainable attacks, sustainable pressure, keep the ball. And those two just just cannot do that. So I, I don't think we have a very high chance of winning a major trophy with those two individuals. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 